Welcome to Bad Influencer, no filter, a behind the scenes look at our show where we are joined by guest stars and our cast members to talk about the making of the series. Today, I am very excited to be joined with Elizabeth Cappuccino, who you might know as Eva Evolving, and John Beckwith, who you might know as Adam Johnson, aka Adam and Eva. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Uh, Well, I guess to start things off, to get our audience to know a little bit more about you, the actor behind The Voice, uh, if you could each tell me a little bit about your own origin story. How did you get into acting and how did you end up here on Bad Influencer? Um, Elizabeth, I'll start with you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for being here. (laughs) I started acting kind of young, but I was always a ballet dancer first. So I've always been performing. Clearly a need for attention. sad. But uh, no, I started acting probably in high school. I got my agents then and I was living in Buffalo, New York, but it worked out well. I got agents in New York City and I don't know. It's all I've ever really done. I went to school for it and that's it. I just love movies. My family loves movies and it was just sort of a fate sealed from birth. I love it. And here you are now. And John, how about you? What is your origin story? I know you went to uh, Tish. We saw your mug. If you're that's watching. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I grew up in Southern California and then I was mailed off to boarding school in Connecticut when I was 13. And I didn't do any acting, nor did I even think about it during that time. Uh, I was really interested in physics and that was one of the only thing I was kind of good at. So I was going to go do that. And I don't know how I got into acting. It was really kind of an epiphany. Um, I went to an acting conservatory right before NYU. I was enrolled at the liberal arts school, but I went to this conservatory called William Esper School. Wait, uh, I didn't know you Meisner went to Bill Esper as well. Yeah. Were you Did at you? Meisner at Tisch? Yes, I was. Okay, same trajectory. Crazy. We'll talk about it. We'll talk Ooh, about it. Ooh, interesting. Um, yeah. That's why we're so good, right? <laughs> it's why we're excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I just uh, I fell in love with it after that studying at the conservatory. And then just transferred into the drama school at NYU. Awesome. And and then since then you've been you've been acting. Yeah. Yeah. That's been the thing. Until it That's stops, amazing. I suppose. Until it stops. Yeah. Um well and then so for both of you, so you these two characters, Adam and Eva, they're a couple. They're heavily shipped by everyone online. Um, how would you say you each connect with the characters you played? What about you is similar to them? What is like different? And how did you really channel these roles? I think like I consume content like Ava evolving. I don't feel <laughs> similar to her at all, other than like maybe the ideas of what she might live seem interesting, but I think in reality, not at all. Like the idea that you're on a trip somewhere beautiful and then you have to make a ton of content, you can't even enjoy it. Like I just recently went to Ireland and I didn't like I, w- I was just going to say, I follow you on Instagram <laughs> and you just were in Ireland, but it was great to ever to live vicariously through you and see these beautiful photos, but continue about your your thought process. But I posted all those once I was back in the States. Like I don't do oh. like while I'm there, I like to be there with the person I'm with. Um, and like I don't like make money doing those. I go to Ireland because I go wherever I want to go because I want to go there. Um, so very different in that way. And I also feel um, while I think being an actor, there's a lot of opportunities to create strategic partnerships 
which is great. We all need to make money and live. And I love the luxurious life as well. I want to stay in nice hotels and do all that. But something I think probably Eve is very different about is does not care about the environment or any kind of ethical luxury or anything like that. So that's something I'm really trying to think about is how do you move forward as a person with potential influence? Not me yet, but if I ever get to that point um, without making all about consuming things in a world that is finite uh, of amount of stuff to give. So very different. I don't think Eva thinks about that. Not even on her radar. Um, well, I mean, also how she treats her company and all that kind of stuff and how, you know, all the embezzling, spoiler alert, and other stuff, yeah. you know? But I think she does have a small conscience. So that's something we'll talk about later. Like, where can she go? She might have a little bit more of a heart in there that I'm I'm curious about. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I think that she could very much be a, a good person who kind of got caught up in this bad path. Like there could actually be some kindness and, and heart to her that we didn't really see as much of in season one. But maybe in season two, we'll get to explore. Yeah. Perhaps. Ooh. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. So I feel a little different than her. But but I had so much fun. It was like a total Yay! character. Like that's what's great about it is you get to just do something, throw it at a wall, see what sticks. It was playful. Was there anything, any like one that inspired you to like channel her? Was there anything that like – I'm trying to like – yeah, like I think especially because the audition sides were her doing the video with Adam in the hotel. And I kept thinking about the those people who are so trash who are like, I'm so zen. And you're like, you're not <laughs> fucking zen at all. Like this is all a performance. And so I was – that was probably, you know, those kind of influencers who are totally not actually practicing yoga or meditation, have never even read the Bhagavad Gita. Like they have no idea what's up. Those were the people. I don't know. I don't even know what a Bhagavad Gita is. Bahaga, <laughs> I can't even say it correctly. Bhagavad Gita. Bahaga, yeah. Like I was trying to read the pronunciation because I'm trying to read it right now. Bhagavad Gita. It's like the classic Hindu text, like the Hindu Bible, basically. Oh, um, okay. anyway, so people like them who are like, this is a really good skincare for you. And it's like, not at all, but they just think it is like the fake holistic influencers. I think I was inspired by. Well, and we're seeing that a lot, especially like the wellness space has now been called out as being really toxic. Like wellness culture doesn't really have your back as much as you think it is. And a lot of these influencers are being paid to hawk certain products that they may or may not use, or they may, they their skin might look amazing, not because of this face cream, but because of the fillers and the Botox mm, they have. You 100%. Know? And you know, good <laughs> on like, I don't want to tell a woman what to do with their body ever. And if you want to, mm. you should, you go get Botox, go get fillers, feel good about it. Like- the world's hard enough on women. So I feel like go for it. If, and you know what? Make your money. But the transparency around maybe being like, actually, like my skin looks like this because I'm on a hormonal birth control and it really helps regulate my acne. Like, great. Transparency is key, I think, always. Um, the greenwashing of things. So anyways, yeah. But we know who we're talking about. That's who influenced uh, Ava. Love it. Love it. John, how about you? Uh, how did you connect with this role? How similar or different are you? from Adam and uh, and yeah, how did you channel him? Yeah, I mean, other than being like a wildly famous influencer, I, I feel like there's, uh, <laughs> there, uh, there, I think there's a genuine, um, I think there's a sincerity about Adam 
that I'd like to think that I have. Uh, you know, he's he's quite earnest. Um, I don't think I would have ended up with Eva. <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I think she scares me. I think she really <laughs> scares me. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I would like to see what happens with him in uh, season two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I think you know we're looking forward to that new relationship. Um, it's I bet it's not going to be all you know sunshine and rainbows. But you know, what if what if Adam's the kind of influencer that goes into acting? You know. What if he's, you know, those people that we detest? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I think there's some similarities, you know? Maybe I'm just playing myself. Well, or he could be using his platform for good. Hey, hey. I'll have to find some good things to talk about then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, like, so funny you said that because as soon as you said, I don't think he would have ended up with Eva. I just watched the the David Beckham series on netflix so did i and it felt like when you said that i was like yeah but like bex was really quiet and then he ended up with victoria who's like this total force and i think there is sometimes that complimentary like you're willing to let someone do and i don't think victoria did any dirty work but you're willing to let someone do your negotiating and your dirty work for you sometimes yeah, you're so right really compliment also to just strategic relationships you see it all the time i think there's a really famous couple right now and i'm like how are those two dating? If not to, are you talking about? I'm totally, Taylor I'm Swift totally talking Travis about Kelsey? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Like I don't, I don't really like football, but I'm from Buffalo, so I love the Buffalo Bills. We had the worst loss last night, and I'm stunned. I'm like Taylor's obsessed with football now, and I'm like it's just interesting these strategic alliances. And maybe they love each other. I don't know. I don't yeah. know her. Yeah, but it I does think- happen. What I was saying is that I don't think John would go for Eva of oh. all things. I think I think John's terrified of that. <laughs> but yeah, maybe I think I think for Adam, I think, you know, he likes the he likes when she takes charge, you know, and sits quiet and you know, when the order's not right in the restaurant, I'm not gonna say anything, but you definitely are, you know. I, I think that's what I like. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth would also say if the order's wrong in a restaurant, <laughs> she would be very nice about it. I I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I, just eat it. I like this is my fault. <laughs> maybe well, it is good to have that balance. And I always thought with Adam and Eva that I think it started off probably with a more of a physical attraction. And like, I think Adam was newer to New York City and Eva had been there for a while and he started to get into influencing to make money and Eva kind of like guided him there. And then, and then I think, you know, something that starts off really good could turn toxic. And now there's like, where is the way out? Because if you leave her, how is that going to affect your career? That's how I always thought about it, writing it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of you being similar to Adam, John, I remember we were doing pickups when we had our our um, our sponsor first rounds on me. We had to add in that that scene, and uh, and John goes, uh, "Yeah, so let me know when it comes out. I'm going to be away on a farm for a period of time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was well, dang man, I was really excited to go on that farm. You didn't go, was, so you know, well, so with this strike, you know, we had this extended period of time where we were probably not going to work and so i thought oh man finally i get to go on a be on a farm and work with horses i've been wanting to do that for so long and i just want to ride horses every day mm. maybe pick up their shit and feed them <laughs> but you know ride them every day be like some sort of romantic stable hand but um i got a job so i couldn't oh do well yes, congratulations it's the job congratulations thanks. john thanks thank you well, I was sort of bummed. I was like, well, man, I wanted to go work on those farms. Could, could you anyway, tell us about the job or is it, is it a secret? 
the horses will be there. That's what keep the, yeah. Uh, the horses will be there and the job is, I think sort of secret, oh. but I, I don't know as far as I think they want to keep it. No, it's some, you know, movie, uh, per the SAG interim agreement, some fun thriller. It's uh, going to be coming out, I think, in the middle of this coming Ooh, year, 2024. That's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play some misfit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did it shoot yeah. in New York? New Jersey. I'm wondering if I know what romantic thriller this is. Not romantic. Not romantic thriller. Oh, just a thriller. Just kidding. I don't know which interim agreement project this is. Also, yeah. if you hear sirens in the background, uh, John and Elizabeth are both coming to us from New York, Correct. City, both yes. in the city right now, or no? Are you in Buffalo? I'm in Buffalo visiting my my parents. Okay, so the sirens are definitely coming from John. <laughs> no, they're just always. It's, yeah, that's always there. I'm sorry. Uh, which not to uh, trigger warning from our show when you also heard sirens and they were coming to arrest Eva so for me. For so <laughs> now they're for change. John. A I'm change. a law-abiding yeah. citizen. I'm above, <laughs> I'm above board. I'm definitely not. I'm painfully yeah. above board. It's like horrible. Um, well, so something I'm I'm curious for your response on this as as actors. So I'm assuming a majority of the work you've done is probably film, TV, stage, right? Uh, I'm sure you do voiceover work, but have how is that differ? How does it differ to do to play a role? only using your voice and not relying on your facial expressions at all. How do you get into that and how do you make that work? Um, this is more new for me. This was something I really went after, I would say, in, at the end of 2022. This was actually my first voiceover audition. Oh. And I booked it. You, it was cru- so you crushed fun. it. Your audition was very good. Both of you, obviously. <laughs> you both had really Hilariously, great auditions. I was in – this is very Eva evolving. me say, I was in Japan when I did that. Of course you were. And I cannot say how I was like whispering in this like tiny little like twin bedroom. Like – and I, I had auditioned for two characters. I auditioned for Sarah. Oh, okay. Sarah Smiles yes. and Eva. Yeah. Which was really fun. Mm-hmm. But um, it was my first audition. And so I'm still very much, I would say, learning on the job. But I think what I've learned is – um, you have to be intentional, even more intentional with with your pace and your diction. I'm so used to talking quickly, so fast. And um, we read lips, even if you're not vision impaired, we read lips to like kind of help uh, us understand language and what people are saying. So I've learned that is the only big difference. And then other than that, that you can just have so much fun and be so big and you can be so playful. And like the little nuances that you would do for film and camera aren't going to read because it's, you know, just your voice. So you have to do a lot. But I don't think you're doing a lot. It means you're taking things off, actually. You're just letting it be bigger. And that's so fun. That's what I would say. I don't know, John. What do you think? I don't know, man. That sounds pretty good. I, I, I'm also very, like, very new to this uh, voiceover world. Um, you know, I don't have, you know, you go on these voiceover auditions and you're supposed to be this uh, announcer of some sort. I don't know, like, here's Ford trucks. And I don't really have that kind of voice, you know, so I don't find myself doing a lot of voiceovers. But this one was fascinating in the sense that it's just acting like you can just speak to the person, right? And you're not trying to make any manipulative sound or anything like that. I found what was effective was that we had each other in the room, you know, that we could play off of each other. 
you know, and have a conversation with each other without having to like kind of imagine what the other person is saying or how they're saying it. That was really helpful. And since it is just an audio medium, uh, I can do anything with my hands that I want to, as long as, you know, my voice is there and it sounds natural, then I can, you know, manipulate and, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I listen back to it and I go, oh, I got to work on some things. Um, <laughs> that was my experience too. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, hello, diction. You went to NYU, figure it out. Like, right. <laughs> not about you, about me. Oh, no, about me. <laughs> no, about me. Not about yeah. you. Well, I guess as, as the producer, I should have had you guys take that again then. Uh, but you are going to be your worst critics, though. That is true. Oh, always. Yeah. So things oh, that yeah. sound good to us, to you, you're probably like, ah, what, what would you have done if you were to do this? Is there anything you would have done differently about your interpretation of either of the characters, John? <laughs> it, technically, technically, I found that I can um, be more wary of proximity to the person. Mm. So if, you know, like the microphone is going to pick up everything, right? Right. And if I'm right next to Sarah, we're hugging, I'm not going to be, God, I love how you smell. You know, it's like, God, I love how you oh, smell. Right. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like, I think uh, volume and proximity, I think is just a small technical thing. That Interesting. I, I would work on. How about, how about you, Elizabeth? Uh, echo that the small technical things that when you're, it, when what we're trying to negotiate is the intimacy of performance. I think you're talking about, and it's different than film. And if we do more film, we know what it is to be closer or what a lens means. If it's a 50, if it's a 30, if it's a hundred, if it's an 80, um, learning how to modulate that for sure. And, uh, I would have loved to actually do a proper dialect, <laughs> but that like was not in the cards. Oh, and so yeah. whatever, whoever I offended with that, I'm sorry. Like, there's no – that was just a thing I did. And um, to the New Jersey community, I apologize. Well, maybe what, maybe what we'll do in season two is we find out that you actually were never from New Jersey. You were from somewhere else yeah. and that the lie was a lie. <laughs> I, lo I, I love that. Maybe she doesn't even know who she really is. Like, I would love to just every season unfold that this – everything is – Stripping off a mask. Yeah. Well, well, that's yeah. actually a great transition. So, uh, our so where our show ends, and again, spoiler alert. So, if you don't know where our show ends, please. I, I hope that you have listened to the whole series before listening to this behind the scenes episode. Gabby, you are so considerate. You're so good at spoiler alert. I, but I just really hope, like, as I would hope that you listened to everything before just going to the interviews, because we're we're talking specifically about the show. Um, so we end our series with um, Adam is. And Sarah decide to go on a date. He's broken up with Eva. He's left Eva in prison. Eva is in prison. She's trying to get out of prison. So I'm curious as the writer uh, and co-creator who's currently pitching season two, uh, what would how what do you imagine happens to these characters as soon as the show ends? John, you go first. Or where would you like to see them go? It could also be what, what you wish for them. So <clears throat> of course I'm happy to see what happens with me and Sarah. Adam and Sarah doesn't um, have that same what ring our first to it. Date. And, uh, <laughs> what what I, it doesn't? Um, what what I'm gonna? Um, what my first date's gonna be mm -hmm. like? You know, where we're gonna take each other? Um, I want to see if he is at at all pulled back to that influencer world. Yeah, you know, you know like a drug mm -hmm. a bit. If there were secretly some things that he really liked about it, um, I'm excited to see Eva out of prison, jacked. 
you know, probably with a new cohort. Dude, you're, come on, right? You're jacked. You're going to be jacked. I would love to be Sarah what do you Connor think? from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually yeah. a dream of mine. So I hope that for me as well. And it's great. It's an audio medium. So you don't actually have to physically get jacked for it. You know, you just have to maybe <laughs> no, make- No, I really do want to get Sarah Connor's body like eight pack ripped for something. So whoever's listening, I'm ready and willing. Yeah. Um, I think for Eva, I had a thought come up when you were saying that and I was listening to you about what happens when she comes out. I think we love to tear people down to build them back up again. Mm-hmm. So let's see what a redemption arc uh, – redemption bur- a redemption arc might look like. Mm-hmm. How pure is that or seemingly pure is that? Um like, I was just thinking even uh, – do you guys watch Murders, Only Murders in the Building? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that show so much. I, th- I find it, like, to be medicine. I love those performers. Uh, uh, Tina Fey's character mm. in season two is like, I'm very zen now. And it's like, <laughs> are you? Like, really? <laughs> so maybe something along those lines. And how pure is that? And does she get her fans back or who are her new fans? Mm-hmm. Um, does she try to rekindle with Adam? Mm. I mean, we have to figure out what happens there. Right, right. You have my ring. But you're supposed oh, yeah, you to, let me have it. to pay the lawyers. <laughs> to pay the lawyers, yeah. To pay the lawyers. <laughs> Maybe yeah. like I have some fan group that really, they're diehard and they don't believe I did anything wrong ever. Maybe they pay my bills. Mm. Ooh. I mean, Anna, Del- some lover. Anna Delvey's out there thriving, so... I will have to study Anna Delvey. Of course, I haven't watched that series. I need to do that as research. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Um, And I'm curious too, speaking about like influencer culture and, you know, you both as actors, how has social media impacted your life and and how do you hope to use social media moving forward? It's really tough. I think this is what came to my head. So I'm just going to say what came to my head. I'm a Scorpio and my sign is Virgo, Virgo. I'm a Virgo rising and a Virgo moon, which means to say, I think what you see with me is what you get. Mm. So I think always trying to negotiate how much you're willing to give. It's an undeniable part of being a a performer today and it's a disservice to yourself if you don't have a social media. Um, So trying to negotiate being yourself and also the person who might see you in casting, but then also all that's really difficult, I would say, Mm -hmm. because we're not influencers. We're actors. And while you may have influence, those are different things, I think, sometimes. So trying to negotiate the two. Um, I think it's a lovely tool if you know how to use it. And all of us have been figuring that out over the last eight years the right ways to be um, constructive with it and not damaging and joyful. And I personally love seeing my friends go on trips. Like, I don't think they're bragging. I'm like, oh my God, show me more. Um, But that's me. So really just being intentional, who you follow, how you follow, how you comment, how you post, and just trying to be uh, always sincerity. There's such a lack of sincerity today. So I think if I don't know. More of that. Yeah. That's – I don't know if that answers the question, but that's how I try to approach it. 
It does. It does. Because it, it, it is such a big part of what we do. And also, I know, I'm sure, have you, I, I'm sure you've maybe been in this situation, but I've, I've seen this with commercial acting that sometimes you don't get things because you don't have a big enough following. Like they want an influencer actor, but they want you to also be an actor. Is that something that like your reps or anyone has ever put that pressure on you about like growing your following to book more jobs? My team hasn't. When I told them I was getting voiceover and commercial reps, they went, Great. I mean, of course, but like, you're not a commercial actor. Mm. And I was like, because I've never booked a commercial in my life, yeah. really. Maybe like one or two. I've done more or better in voiceover. So they've never put that pressure on me. And I'm really grateful. But when I got my publicist, they went through my socials and like, this is what we really love. And people are responding to this. And that's good to know. Um, I was at an event earlier this week, not because I got invited, but two of my friends were working it and I knew people there. And that's part of being in New York. You have friends who do fancy things and you get to sometimes be their guest. <laughs> um, and because I'm an actor, I was on this like list of people to like photograph it was my name, my social, and how many followers I had. Ooh. And it's very interesting to be like, oh, like who ended up on Vogue right. in the photo press kit was mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? So it is important. And those EPKs are important for getting jobs. And I think acting should always win out. But this is a uh, – it's the uh, film industry. Right. And ultimately, there is a uh, mandate and a bottom line, and you have to find the balance between the two. And as long as you don't shoot yourself in the foot, I think you can – you know figure out a way to do both. Or you can just not have social media and that's great. You know, just know it's a challenge and that's okay. Yeah. It feels like the people, the actors that get that luxury are the already established actors like an Emma Stone who could be like, well, I'm not going to be on socials because she didn't need it to come up when she came up. So it could be her choice now not to be on it. A hundred percent. Or someone like even like I went to school with um, Margaret Qualley. She's on and off Instagram and she does really well with it. It's but I think it's part of her maybe allure, again, part of that hybrid time of when it is maybe not as necessary. But, you know, it, it just has to be authentic to you. I authentically enjoy parts of being online. I just do. So you also have to honor that and not be so so easy to poo-poo it and be like, ugh, online, Instagram. I'm like, that's such a lame not nuanced take. And I think the black and the white, it's dumb. Like there's a gray zone for everything. And as long as it's authentic and sincere to you, great. I love that. But you just got to do it that way. John, same question, but I also need you to say your big three before you answer, which is uh, your sun sign, your rising sign, and your moon sign. Oh, if God, you man. So, oh, I'm God. so sorry, John. I did bring astrology <laughs> into the chat. I'm um... <laughs> I have no idea. I know that I'm born in June, which indicates that I'm a Gemini. Um, Interesting. And we have two faces, which makes me, I guess, I suppose, good at acting. Um, I, I don't I don't know what all that. I'm not terribly good at that. Um, but as for social media, yeah, I um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I think there, like like Liz said, there are certain parts of it that I, I think that can be valuable. You know, I think when I'm when, when I think about it, you know, being online and being on Instagram, if I see someone playing, you know, a musician playing some really cool thing, it'll inspire me to, you know, pick up my guitar or learn what they're playing. And I think that can be a, a, a nice uh, motivator in that sense. As for an actor, you know, I, I suppose it could be good as like a marketing tool, but I, I really, um, I don't know, as a source of entertainment, I, I usually get that from other things. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And do I feel pressured into having one or, you know, boosting it in some way? And, um, you know, I think if I can do my job well as an actor, then I, I don't think it should, you know, affect uh, how much I'm on screen or not, you know? Totally. Or or you could be Noah Centineo and have like barely any followers and then go on that movie uh, wedding date or whatever or something. The perfect date. He was on that, whatever Noah Centineo's first movie was. And then he woke up to like millions of followers. Uh, the oh, next, right. The, yeah. I forget the name of the movie. But anyway, that could happen too. <laughs> that is right. possible. Um, right. Well, I feel like we are about, this was such an amazing conversation. We're about to wrap things up. Before we go, I would love to know how can our listeners support each of you and what you're working on right now uh, and all that stuff. I would say, um, sure, follow me if you want. That's just fun. We can be friends. I'll respond to you. I'm pretty <laughs> responsive. Uh, and then two, I thought about this question and I would say that – I keep talking about this thing, which is sincerity and authenticity, and I think that you never know what people are going through in their lives privately, especially when they're – and I don't think it's actually people's responsibility to be transparent about that on Instagram or social media. So what I would say is not even just online, in your life, every day try to pay it forward and be kind, and if someone gives you a little toot, if you can stomach it, just breathe through it and just let it go. And Try to find kindness and do something nice for someone every day. And that will help me and I think it will help the whole world because if everyone did that, wow. Or if you don't have the capacity to do that, you be the person who forgives the person for doing that. Mm. I love that. All right, John, how can our listeners support you? How can the listeners support? I suppose they can think of me, you know? <laughs> they can think about me from day to day. I don't know. Give me <laughs> lots of money. Buy me guitars. Um, support me. Give me hugs if you see me. Uh, find me at McSorley's Old Hill House. You know, <gasps> buy me a beer. That's, I would love uh, to that's have a beer with you at McSorley's. Dude, come on, man. I feel love like I always pitch McSorley's and no one ever says yes. They just haven't been there yet. No, they have. They're like, what is wrong with you? Are you a freshman at NYU? I'm like, I want to go to McSorley's. Hold on a second. That is a – no, 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 no. That's totally wrong. It's full of great people. Great conversations, good beer, better pizza, better pizza, Papa John's. Anyway, that's how they get support me. And uh, if you don't know, McSorley's is the oldest, one of the oldest bars, right, in New York City. Oldest Irish, Irish pub in New York City. And yeah, and they, I, I've been there when I, I lived at NYU's campus for a summer, and I, I did go there when I was there. Gabby's like, yeah, I used to go there when I was a freshman. When I was a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started going to Nobu. Just kidding, I never been to Nobu. Yeah. <laughs> Well, John and Elizabeth, this was amazing. Thank you so much. And everyone, please stay tuned because hopefully we'll have an announcement about season two soon. Oh. Hopefully. Sweet. Thanks, Gabby. Uh, that was such a great conversation with Elizabeth Cappuccino and John Beckwith. The two of them are so incredibly talented. And to keep up with them and what they're up to, be sure to follow them on Instagram. John's Instagram is Johnny B. Murr. That's Johnny, the letter B, and M-U-R. And Elizabeth is on Instagram with just her name, Elizabeth Cappuccino. That's spelled just like your favorite coffee drink. So make sure you check out Elizabeth and John on Instagram. And stay tuned to find out if you'll see them on season two of our show show. 
If you liked Bad Influencer and want to hear more podcasts like it, please support our female-driven, female-led narrative storytelling network. The best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Emerald Audio Network and go to emeraldaudio.co. That's emeraldaudio.co to join the Hidden Gems Club. This is our community club for things like early access, bonus content, and even things like merch and giveaways. It's completely free to join. Also, please consider leaving us a five-star review and sharing the show with your friends and family.